0: So back to gender reveal parties, to me they're reinforcing rigid gender stereotypes and please don't invite me ever, anyone, to a gender reveal party because I don't want to be part of adults being disappointed in a child before they're even born because an ultrasound says that they've got a penis or a vulva. Welcome to Talking the Talk, Healthy Sexuality Conversations. I'm Vanessa Hamilton. This is the podcast that is going to encourage and support you to be the main sex and sexuality educator for your child. Do you want to feel confident and comfortable to have healthy and positive conversations about sex and sexuality with children so that you will be the first person who educates them about each topic? This podcast will provide you with surprisingly simple and effective actionable tips to clear the fears and uncertainty around essential sexuality conversations with kids. Each episode, I'll answer questions from parents and cover a variety of different topics. As a bonus, you might just get that sexuality education you missed out on when you were growing up. So as my tagline says, let's get started. It's easier than you think. Just a word of warning regarding the content. This podcast is not suitable for children. At times, it may contain explicit themes, including sexual themes, sexual abuse, and other adult conversations. Mostly, it'll be fun, informative, and insightful, but at the same time, please be sure to pause and take a breather, or check in with your usual supports, if any sensitive content brings up difficult thoughts or feelings for you. Gender reveal parties don't actually reveal gender. What is the go with gender reveal parties? I find them very strange. I cringe, actually, every time something pops up on social media about a gender reveal party. There are so many problems with it. Firstly, obviously, they don't reveal gender in the first place. They're inaccurate. Secondly, probably the worst part is that the, the adult's responses, you know, that poor child, the adult, often the parents, are disappointed in who they are before they're even born based on an ultrasound of their genitals, I find it quite baffling. Other adults, relatives, friends, cheering or disappointed based on the genitals of the child. So who is the child anyway if they're revealed as male or female? What does that mean? An ultrasound result revealing the genitals that a baby has actually tells us of physical sex, not the gender. And even that's inaccurate because one7 to 2% of the population are born intersex. And that isn't represented here in gender reveal parties. You can learn more about intersex in Podcast 10 uh, where I talk about LGBTIQ. Gender is mostly inaccurately referred to as being either male or female. A gender reveal party is based on the physical sex. However, gender is a social construct. Our society defines behaviours and characteristics that are expected or associated with usually being male or female on a gender scale or spectrum of feminine to masculine. In reality, gender is actually as diverse as the spectrum of human diversity. And each and every person has their own unique gender identity. And it's a deeply held internal sense of yourself. As masculine or feminine or a blend of both or neither or something else, it's it's actually gender is actually our identity. uh, Gender identity is actually our internal experience and our unique naming of our gender. Individuals don't choose their innate feeling of gender; they cannot be made to change it. Um, But they can decide on the language around it for themselves. And it might be that people might identify as male and it's the same as the sex that was assigned at birth, that would be cisgender. If a female decides that they are female, their gender identity is female, and their sex that was assigned at birth is female, that's also cisgender. But some people's gender identity, their internal s- sense of self, doesn't match that that was assigned at birth. And indeed some people, their gender identity doesn't match either of the two that are usually assigned at birth, male or female. So some people may identify as gender diverse or gender fluid or transgender or non-binary. There's many, many, many unique terms that people may identify with and that's part of human sexuality diversity. Humans are diverse and that includes sexuality. And if you don't understand or accept that, that's okay. You are entitled to your own opinions but we need to respect everybody's uniqueness and their diversity and not be disrespectful to others. Have a look at podcast 10 to give you more information about the differences between gender and physical sex. See, so much of our world is assigned to masculine and feminine. Think of the pink and blue balloons at gender reveal parties and toys and clothes and sports and occupations. We have very narrow traditional stereotypical definitions of male and female in our society. For example, if you think about what expectations we have of what people should wear, about who should play particular sports, what what jobs and occupations people should have, uh, what sort of behaviours we should have. There's continuous examples all the time that you hear of uh, how boys should be boys and only girls cry. for And and obvious ones for children as well at school. For example, um, only girls wear, girls only being allowed to wear skirts um, at school. They can't wear shorts and trousers. Really structured, gendered, rigid gender stereotypes. And so what does it matter? And things are changing, people might say, but they do matter a lot. You see, research tells us clearly that rigid gender stereotypes, enforced from a very young age, Um, is part of our problem, if not the main problem, of disrespect towards women and the resulting uh, violence against women in our society. When you think of some cultures, for example, women are banished to outside the home when they're menstruating. They're seen as lesser. The inequity and inequality is, is definitely there. So, um, the Let's Stop It at the start, sort of start campaign by the Australian government to try and reduce violence against women. You know, and currently, as I record this, we're at a state where one woman a week is killed in Australia at the hands of a domestic violence situation by a partner that's known to them. So, we need to be aware that not all disrespect towards women results in violence, but all violence against women starts with disrespectful behaviour. And the key to that is that the disrespectful behaviour and attitudes actually develops from a young age. So the biggest impact we can have is to reduce these rigid gender stereotypes from a young age. And that's why gender reveal parties are so problematic. They're not even born yet and we are um, c- cementing rigid gender stereotypes about who that child is based on them being physically male or physically female. Because you know, kids are like sponges. They're absorbing how we relate to each other, how we react to gender in the home and in society. So what I should ask yourself, are your children exposed to gender equity and examples of equal gender opportunities and expectations? We know that traditional rigid gender stereotypes for males and females are one of the main contributors to disrespect towards and violence against women. Even though most parents value gender equality, just over half incorrectly think their child is not influenced by restrictive gender stereotypes. According to the, uh, the, a resource from Our Watch, uh, the, the reference will be in a, a blog post I'll associate with this podcast on my website. The Stop It at the Start campaign also tells us that children form their beliefs from the world around them, what they hear, see and talk about and from the stories, people and experiences are an integral part of their childhood. At parent sessions, I put up an image for parents to have a look at and it's a child with a Doll. He's about a four-year-old, and he's got a pink, uh, dressed doll on a baby carrier on his chest. And I asked people to think about on a spectrum of gender, rigid gender stereotypes, and acceptance of of diversity and equity as far as um, breaking down gender stereotypes. What would people say to the question if he plays with dolls, he might turn out to be so where would you put yourself on the spectrum of the answer of either if he plays with dolls he might t- turn out to be a great dad or are you the sort of parent who will say, well, if he plays with dolls he'll, he'll, he's, he'll be gay in a negative way about being, having feminine traits. You know, some people will sit there and say, well, nobody thinks like that these days. They do. I hear it all the time. My senses are up all the time about this ine- inequity and I hear these comments often. So humans have emotions. Everybody has the same emotions. We're all born with the same emotional capacity. But rigid gender stereotypes drum into us whether uh, we can be sensitive, caring, quiet and gentle, pretty, affectionate, scared. Who would you you associate those words with? And if I say these words to you about how you can be, if you can be loud and cranky and strong and leader and silly and angry and dirty and funny – Often those words would be associated with being boys, wouldn't they? I've taken those words from dot com. Her wonderful posters of girls can be and boys can be. And these are images that young children could have around them to show them that they can be whoever they want to be. And girls can get dirty and boys can be gentle because they're human. The media sends sexual messages involving disrespect and inequality based on gender all the time. I show images to children in classrooms of ads of, you know, there's one particular ad I show of a woman lying down on the ground in her bathers with high heels and makeup in a sexualized pose, surrounded by men in suits selling clothing. And we talk about the inequity of the men dominating her, and there's so many of them, and she's sexualized and vulnerable. And we, we break that down and remind the young people that it's disrespectful that image why would it be like that not all disrespect to women towards women results in violence but all violence starts with disrespectful behavior we ne- really need to break down these rigid gender stereotypes on respect.gov.au you can look at the tool that is there for our parents to check what sort of conversations you need to have with your kids so there is a checklist and it talks about it asks you questions to think about i think my son would say insulting a girl is just a bit of fun would your son say that always sometimes or never would your daughter you think your daughter knows that she has the right to be treated with respect by boys yes or no so there's this fantastic questionnaire for parents to do and then it tells you what sort of conversations you you need to have with your kids to ensure that um, expectations around gender and rigid gender stereotypes um, are broken down and that we have broad expectations for people just being human. And everybody has different personality traits. And we need to respect everybody the same. And we need equity and equality. So back to gender reveal parties. To me, they're reinforcing rigid gender stereotypes. And please don't invite me ever, anyone, to a gender reveal party because I don't want to be part of adults being disappointed in a child before they're even born because an ultrasound says that they've got a penis or a vulva. (music)